Hey, Sophia. Hey, Evangeline. Uh, how's your week going? It's, it's go. I it's spring break, man. I'm you know I'm I'm doing my thing. Oh, uh, wait, did spring break just start for you today? Well, n- not today, but it, it's this week. Oh. Oh, okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> um. So. Actually, like, I wanted to tell you about this restaurant that I went to oh, this week. Yeah, like, I know we don't live in the same area, but, like, if you ever come by, I, I would definitely take you there. Oh, yeah. Wow. What do you, what's this place? Like, what, do, what, what, what is there to eat there? Dude, they have, like, the best food. I can't, it's so hard to describe. Um, I don't know why. I. I'll I'll think of the name. I'll think of the name by the okay. end of it. It was like something. It was like really weird pronunciation. But like, is it like, like, is it like fries and burgers? Is it like hot dogs? Like, what is it? No hot dogs. Burgers is definitely like their specialty, and um, like it's their specialty. But they also have a really. And I know in like New Mexico, I wouldn't expect it, especially coming from California, where we have like really good like seafood and fish collection. Um, which they have here too, but it's more like, you know, it's more of the turf than the surf. Got it. You know? Yeah. That's um, interesting. Um, I've, I'm assuming I've never heard of this place. I don't, I don't think so. But what I was going to say about like the whole fish thing is that they have like this really, really good fish sandwich, which I don't know if like you're into fish. I know that's like a kind of a, a specialty kind of thing but it's it's, it's like, really good it's good like yeah messing with me. like the bun is so fluffy the like the fish is like it's just got that nice like you know like when you can see like the flakes like in a fish kind of yeah. thing yeah and like oh the tartar sauce on it that's like made with love you know because like i mean like you know me i don't i don't really like fish but like if it's like a good fish then like i'll have it you know yeah yeah and you know like you gotta be careful about that because like you know fish you know i can leave you in a bad time in the toilet if you know what i'm saying (laughs) so yeah to put it well lightly um but their fries too i'd i'd say like this might sound like a bad thing but their fries it's kind of like each each, you know, thing of fries that you get there, I would say is, like, different from the next. Huh. You know, like, they're each made with, you know, a special intention. It's like they really, like, know who their customer is, even though they don't what, actually what, know you. What did you say this place was called? Um, uh, let me, uh, sorry. It's just, like, it's just one of the, like, places with a really weird pronunciation um starts with an m huh starts with an m is it like michelin like i don't i don't know if it's michelin hmm because that'd be like way too expensive for me you know like this is definitely like a budget friendly which is surprising because like the oh, food so is so good food. um i wouldn't want to classify it as fast food 
I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, like, like, give me an estimate. Like, you know, an estimate. Yeah, like, 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 guess. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, just let me. You know what? Let me look up my Google Maps timeline and see where. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Drum roll. Oh. Mac Donalds. <laughs> Mac Donalds? Yeah. Babe, you mean McDonald's? <laughs> no. It's Mac Donalds. McDonald's. Mm, that's not. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. I, I, Mc, Mc, what did you say? Mc, McDoubles? Um, no, Mac Donalds. That's what I said. I said McDoubles. Mm, no. All right, all right. Well, you know, now I have, I, you know, now that you're giving me a recommendation, I think I should give you uh-huh. a recommendation. Okay, yeah. Like, we know, like, a, like you know, down here in California, we have, like, a lot of sandwich shops, especially by the Bay. Yeah. Like, you, know, you, you still live here. You would know. Yeah. Wait, when's the last time you've been to the Bay? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um, does Anaheim count as the Bay? <laughs> oh, we're going to get so much hate for that. No, I... that is near the no. Valley. The last time I went to, like, Monterey is, like, six years ago, maybe. Monterey is the bay. Yeah. I know Monterey is the bay. Okay. But uh, we have a lot of sandwich shops, and there's, like, this one sandwich shop that, like, has, like, really long sandwiches. You know? Oh, so, like a, like a deli type? Kinda. Um, I think, I think, like, I, like, their logo's, like, is, like, an arrow, and it says, like, Spubby or something like that. Spubby? Bubby. What? Where is I, this? It's like Spubby E. Freef. Like, I think that's that's the, like, that's like their thing. Bubby E. Freef? E. Freef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Broke I can't. No. <laughs> Good morning, party people. How you doing? Oh. That was That's it. Hi. Welcome to episode 17. Yeah, episode 17. Um, whole episodes. We're almost there to 20. That's that's gonna be wild. Um, did you know Coachella was this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I actually I was I was about to actually tell you that (laughs) I was looking at because some people I follow on Insta posted that they're at Coachella, so I looked at the lineup, and there is a group called Mannequin Pussy. The lineup <laughs> was, like, pretty mid, so that makes sense. <laughs> Mannequin Pussy. That's... But yeah, Coachella, I don't, I don't know what your opinion of Coachella are, but... I have one. I was kind of just, like, saying that to say that, so it'd sound like we're up to date on what's going on, even though we're probably yeah. never going to get caught at Coachella. Ever. Oh, no. Well. I mean, I'd have to get, like, free food all day yeah. to go to Coachella. I'm like, all my favorite artists have to be there. I have to get free food, and someone has to go with me. 
Yeah. I feel like you have to go with someone, though, to, like, just be safe. Okay, no, I was thinking about this because Curtis Connor is coming to Sacramento um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on tour. And I was like, I'm going to get a ticket for myself. And I was like, what if no one wants to go with me? And I'm just, like, driving down there by myself (laughs) to the new theater at the convention center. (laughs) Sadly, taking my seat to go watch one of my favorite YouTubers do a comedy set. I, that's like so weird because the guy from, uh, not that I watch this, but All Gas No Breaks, I think his name is Andrew Calli- Callahan, Callaghan, Callaghan, Callaghan. I, I, yeah, I don't watch him, so I really wouldn't know, but he's coming to my campus, which I just thought was so weird because like his show All Gas No Breaks like blew up, got bought out by Instagram, I think. So, like, which I think he actually left the show. So, I don't know much about him, but I just thought that was weird. Like, people coming to our small, unknown areas. Not that Sacramento is unknown, but... Oh, he was on H35. Who? He was on H3's podcast. Oh, the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was... I was ta- we were talking about this. I'm like, why are all these people coming to our, <laughs> to yeah. our rickety ass towns? Because I had, I had Tyler the Creator and John Mulaney in the same weekend. We now have Curtis Connor. What's so great about my town that everyone's coming here? So, oh, honestly, like, I really want to see Noel Miller stand up, but. I don't think he's ever going to come to Sacramento. No. But, like, never say never, I guess. Well, because I'm like, doesn't he live in L.A.? Yeah, like, he lives in L.A., but it's, like, better to just stay in L.A. than come all the way up here. But he is going to other states, too. But Illinois. Yeah. Illinois? 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 Don't, don't make fun of me okay <laughs> i get made fun of on how i pronounce things too often i don't it just it sounded like you were from like wisconsin just the way you pronounced the o you're like illinois illinois <laughs> illinois that was horrible i'm sorry um <laughs> But anyways, I, this is random, very random, but I'm going to try to get back into playing violin, which is already like not gone well, because I think I already, because I had to, well, tricky thing about violins, they don't react well to climate change. And Albuquerque is one of like the highest um, climate levels in the country. Like a lot of athletes come here so they can train in like the high, like intense. um, It's like the highest above sea level. That's that's what it is. So when I take a violin that is sensitive to climate change, not global warming climate change, but I just meant like literal like elevation. The weather. Yes. 
to be fair, I hadn't picked up my violin in quite some time, probably over a year. But I have never seen my violin in the condition that it was. And I don't mean the body of the violin. I mean the strings. I thought that I was going to pluck one of those and it was just going to come snapping at my face. Like I wouldn't even be able to see anything anymore. And I still have them next to me. And they look like they look like something out of a Saw movie. Like, (laughs) to be honest. Oh, I almost played violin. Fun fact about me. I almost did. Um, But I was emo and I chose ukulele instead. No, you played something else, didn't you? Oh, I played saxophone. Yeah, okay. I played saxophone for two years. Um, but yeah, so I have, I had two extra packs of strings. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try changing my own strings. Um. How did that go? Well, I broke the A string. And not broke it as in like it snapped because the structure of a violin string is that it has a core to it depending on like how expensive it is. And then it has like a wrapping around it to protect that core. And so when I was tightening the string, um, I think I like tightened it too early in the process. So that wrapping around it just started to like unravel so now whenever i play a string i just hear this like rattling and it's the wrapping around the a string so you're saying words you're saying words right now bud (laughs) but whenever i play like a note it just rattles because of this like coiling around the string that is unraveling so i need to get a new a string and unfortunately strings are very expensive in my opinion um to get a good set of strings um to get a decent pair because the strings i'm using are about 40 dollars um and to get ones that are going to last in transporting my violin between different elevations, um, that's probably going to set me back about $65. Yeah, I was looking, I was like, I wonder if they're like saxophone reeds. Saxophone reeds are stupid expensive. It's like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Because I was like, I was looking up like, what does Lindsay Sterling use? Do you know who that is? Of course I do. Okay, I don't know. I, some people don't. Some people do. Okay, geez. But anyways, I was. Did I say it a certain way? No, I no. I was just wondering. Like you said it. Like of course I do. Like I don't know. I, I was. I was a quirky little sixth grader. Yeah, I knew who she was. Okay. Well, anyways, I was looking up what strings she used because she has to go on tour, and I'm sure, like, you know. She plays a lot, has to, you know, go to all these different places and all these different climates. And so I found the strings that she used and they're like about $65. But I don't want to get a whole pack 
because I also have another pack. But here's the thing. You want to know what happened with my second pack? I was like, oh, I have another pack. And then I noticed it was open. And then I laughed out loud to myself and was like, oh, <laughs> imagine if it was the A-string that I already used. Well. It was the A-string. Yeah. I had already used it. Just out of every other string is there but the A. Well, it's time to go get an A string. So one A string from this pack that's Lindsay Sterling approved is $15. Oh, geez. So if I buy it, it, it better I better not see one scratch. It better last me for the rest of my college career. It better make you dinner. It better tuck you into bed. Yeah. Yeah, it better. But also I I tried playing again and um I'm definitely waiting until I start practicing with other people in the house because that was horrific. I didn't think like it would be that bad after not playing for a year or so, but it was it was pretty bad. You should totally relearn Relearn what? Duel of Fates. Yeah, I actually tried playing that and I just like, I, I, it was, it was so bad. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know like how that could even happen. Like, I know that doesn't make sense what I just said because I, I just admitted to not playing for like over a year, but for my like tone to just go down Hmm. was so depressing. You should, you know what else you should learn? What? Can you dig it from Iron Man 3? I think. That would be good. That would be nice. I also want to learn the Godfather theme. Because I've been like, it's, which I, I I didn't even mean to like segue into this, but I watched the Godfather trilogy for the first time ever. Life changing. Life changing. I've, I've never watched it. So, but I know that it's like an iconic movie trilogy. They're like when you like because I always knew like like you said, like everyone knows like those are like the movies mm-hmm. of all movies kind of thing and they really are because sometimes I get kind of weirded out when people hype that stuff up all the time because I'm thinking is this just because like you saw it when it came out? Like, you grew up with it kind of thing. Like, there's that weird bias in there. I'm not saying, like, the movie... Like, I thought the movie was going to be bad. But I didn't think it was going to be, like, five out of five stars kind of thing. But then I watched it, and it was five out of five stars. At least the first two parts. The last part was kind of... Eh, in comparison. Isn't it, like, about the Italian mob or something like that? But it's so much more. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's why I thought it was going to be kind of... Like, it was going to be all right. But it's really not. Like, there's just, like, a whole, like, character arc in there. It's, like, really much more about, like, family and kind of, like... I hate Italians, but I'm I'm kidding. If you're Italian out there, I don't hate you. But Italians. Did you... Actually, don't say that, because you're you're speaking to a descendant. Of an actual oh! Italian. <laughs> like you didn't know of my hatred of Italian. Why 
what? Where did this come from? No, I literally, like, I thought, where did it come from? Because I've always heard you say this, but then I'm just like, okay, maybe not I've always heard her say this. That sounds really bad. But I'm just like wondering where this originated from. Because I never really questioned it, but now I am. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying, I, I don't hate all Italians. Um, if you're cool and you're Italian, I don't care. I just, there was this dude who was in my friend group and he was weird and he was creepy and he would always talk about how he was Italian and how he grew up Uh, in Italy. That, okay, that guy. And that dude just soured all Italians for me. Okay, well, I actually have a cool story. Well, okay, I wouldn't label it as cool. But it's a, it's a dramatic story. So, let's transport ourselves back to the, I want to say, 1900s. Like, early 1900s. 1900s. Maybe, like, 1910s, 1920s. But that's still early. And I met this really cool guy. I was in, no. <laughs> um... There was a woman who came here, like, to Ellis Island, like, typical, like, Italian immigrant story to America. Yep. And she was a secretary for my great, great grandfather. And... Like a classic soap opera telenovela, they had an affair. My great great grandfather, so affair, my great great grandfather was married to my step, I guess, in this case, great great grandmother. But then my great great grandfather got this Italian woman pregnant. And then she died in childbirth. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. Why Why are you telling me? <laughs> because we're talking about Italians. I thought I just might just add something. Family lore. Family lore. And so then, so like I said, the Italian woman died in childbirth. But my great... The... The great-great-grandfather, the Triple G, (laughs) and the other Triple G mother, she said, okay, well, I guess, like, let's raise this kid together. So, yeah. There you go. That's the story. (laughs) Mine isn't it, like, my mom flee the USSR. My dad flee the USSR. They met in a church. They had me. They met in a church. Wow. They met in a church. They got married. They had me. Four years later, they got divorced. Well, ain't I'm that not- the American dream? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> the reason for the divorce, but I'm just saying it coincided a little too much. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. That's enough of our family lore. Yeah. What what you been up to this week? Um, well, besides watching after, because 
what happened is that I finished my Paul Thomas Anderson marathon um, with Phantom Thread, which I talked about last week. And then I was like, okay, let's take a break from like going through a director's filmography. And so then I watched The Godfather. But then afterwards, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through Wes Anderson's filmography. Have you watched all of his films? I love Wes Anderson, dude. I know you do, but like, have you watched all of his films? Most of them. Okay, have you watched Rushmore? No, I've watched Rushmore, Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Uh Isle of the Dogs. Okay, see. That's it? Yeah, but I haven't watched the one. But can I just say, can I just say, can I just say? Yeah. I love, 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 love so much his color palettes. Oh, oh, I just, okay. I'm a huge color person. I love color. Color theory is my jam. Everything about colors. If a movie has pretty colors, I will watch it. The way he, ha- oh, just the, his color palettes just scratch my brain. Like, there's just one screenshot or one scene, but I remember it because I used it for a presentation for a oh, was it for Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah, for Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. That teal background with the orange foreground. Oh! Anyways, that's my that's my little thing. I love how he uses color. I would say it's really interesting seeing the, like, progression of his, um, of his filmmaking because it's, it's kind of bizarre because I started out with Bottle Rocket, which was his first one. And it it really doesn't feel like a Wes Anderson movie, except for maybe the script. It kind of just feels like a student film. It's definitely not his strongest, but it's like one of his first ones. Um, well, it is his first movie. And actually, I think it... I think it did start out... I'm not entirely sure about like the production history of that movie. But then to go to Rushmore, I think that's really where he started to get comfortable with his style of kind of auteur filmmaking. Oh, yeah, it, definitely. It's, um, you haven't even watched it. Yeah, but I've seen, like, screenshots and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> You said, oh, yeah, definitely, like, you've watched the film 20 times. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a stranger to it. I just okay. sat down and watched it. Yeah, but... Like, I came away from that movie, like, thinking, what a, like, what a great world we would all live in if everyone just, like, talked like a Wes Anderson movie. Because I just love the, the scripts from those movies and the dialogue so much. Um, and so, it, but then where he really got into, like, just the visuals that we know so well today is The Royal Tenenbaums, which is one of my favorite movies from him. I'd have to say that my top three movies so far, because I haven't watched the Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, or the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, those are like the only three I haven't watched. Watch Moonrise Kingdom and Grand Budapest Hotel. Well, I know. I'm going through a marathon of his movies. I know, but I'm just saying you have to. Well, yes, that's that's what a marathon implies. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just gonna like not watch it. Okay. Anyways, um, we're just gonna go in circles. The the next movie I'm gonna watch is The Darjeeling Limited. Um, but my three favorite so far, um, would have to be 
Fantastic Mr. Fox, of course. the Royal Tenenbaums, and Rushmore. Those are my top three. Um, the French Dispatch would go in there, but I kind of... I think in a way it was like almost too... It was a little too long for what it was. And although like visually, like the set design, the composition of the shots, the, you know, the color grading, the lighting was really, um, I want to say, oh, I just like knocked my mic. I'm sorry. Um, I want to say, no, it was pretty innovative what he did in that film. I like, I cannot get over the, um, it's Timothy Chalamet's character in that like club and they're in that meeting in that like restaurant. And I think like the, the restaurant, like the wall of it, it, it's like a whole set. And so they can just move it. Like they move it like a theater stage. And I think that's so, that was so like well done. And I think the use of, um, Uh, I can't think of the word like ratio like no that's I shouldn't have said that um (laughs) L plus ratio plus bone um grass no it's ratio but I just feel like that aspect ratio his use of aspect ratios was I was kind of like it was a little like distracting at times, but I think it was an interesting thing to do. But I think a lot of it was kind of like experimenting and being very like indulgent in his own creative taste, which is fine. But I just think that the other three that I mentioned are a lot more like strong. A lot of like what Wes Anderson movies are to me is just 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 eye candy. I just I just watch. And I am just, I look at the colors, I look at how everything moves, and I'm just like, God, this is, this is a movie. To me, I definitely agree with eye candy, but I also like, oh, sorry. That the story's not good. I'm just saying for like Wes Anderson, I'm just way more enthralled with the visuals than I am with the actual plot. No, yeah, I think that's like the allure of his films. What I was going to say, it wasn't really about like his script writing skills but i was i the movie i watched today was the life aquatic with steve sisu and mm-hmm. sisu and that was also kind of like a i'd say story wise definitely not his strongest but after like that coming after the royal tenenbaums that definitely like that in the Royal Tenenbaums was kind of like the first thing of him almost having this like dollhouse view of worlds. Like I feel like a lot of his characters, the way they're dressed and the way the sets are designed is very much like a child, like with a dollhouse, like making up characters and like thinking of all these characters kind of like weaving together in this one controlled area if that makes any sense yeah Um, i totally get what you're saying and i think that also like really plays into how he sets up comedic scenes because he has like a very it's a very like kind of it can be dry sense of humor at times 
but it's just executed so well. Um, I'm actually speaking of humor in movies. I've always been really intrigued about how that plays out because it's really easy to like say like, oh yeah, that's funny because like a comedy and everything. But as someone Mm -hmm. who grew up with Saturday Night Live, I've always been interested in like how you set up like a comedic scene and execute it well. Um, And a YouTuber I really like I just started to like because I don't actually watch a lot of film YouTubers. The only person I watch is High Top Films. But then I got into Loverboy Media, um, Bailey, and he's very. I'd say that Alex from High Top Films is much more about like, and I guess Bailey is this too, um, but I think Alex dives way more into you know symbolism and production and like more of the script even though he's very knowledgeable in um actual like visual storytelling but i think bailey has been doing this for longer and he's he just he's able to explain tech technical things about filmmaking in a way that's really digestible and interesting and i think he's going to release a video i don't know what about what movie but he's going to release a video on some comedic comedy movie, which I'm excited for because he released like a clip of it on Twitter. And I was just like, oh, like this is exactly like what I needed to hear. I'm I just find it very amusing that you talk about them as if they were like your mutuals. Like, I know. <laughs> I just it's not a bad thing. I just find it amusing. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel weird, like, saying Loverboy Media, Loverboy Media, because, like, he has a name. I don't know. Um, But, yeah. um, Speaking of, um, if I may say. Movie marathons? Speaking of movie marathons, um, I, I, (laughs) I'm not in the middle of one. I'm just saying I'm planning to do one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Our Flag Means Death, and I have been thoroughly obsessed with this show. <laughs> it's really bad, but it's it's such a good show. Eventually, you need you watch it eventually. You need to. So good. Taika's I, writing. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I will. I just... It's so hard for me to like not to watch a show that's not um that's not on a streaming service that I own. Uh yeah. let alone just watch a show in general if it's not Marvel or Star Wars, which is really bad. I know, I know, I know, no. I know. It like goes around goes against all of my morals. It goes against every single one of my morals about film. But it's just shows is a um they are i know i know exactly it's what a task mean. no yeah i know exactly what you mean and the thing that drew me in is that first off taika waititi second off why did you say his name like that how am i supposed to say it it's just you said the last part like really fast waititi yeah but waititi yes it, okay it it sounds a little bit better it, I know yeah. it sounds like I'm saying white titty, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not only I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rave about our flag means death for a bit. Go for it. I just did a whole pretentious thing about Wes Anderson, so <laughs> not only is the humor supreme, not only are the side characters so well rounded and all have their own like the story not only focuses on the on Steed, the main character, and on Blackbeard, the other main character, but also focuses on the side characters and their own mini adventures. Not only that, and I'm so glad to say this, in the year 2022, finally I have a show that's queer bait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just, I identify as queer, I am queer. Um, and for so long, I have been de- dealing with just people sidelining the identity, people just queer baiting to all shit. But in this show, you actually have really good queer um, representation, which I appreciate. Taika, you are not scared to do it, and I, I love him for that. And it's such a good show. It emotionally damaged me, like any good show. Any good show should emotionally damage you. I say that with my full chest. Yeah, I and agree with that. Thank you. <laughs> any good show should emotionally damage you, and this show emotionally damaged me. Um, that being said, I am going, after we finish recording, I'm going to go rent what we do in the shadow, or... <sighs> What we do in the shadows. Yeah. And I'm going to watch that because, again, Taika, Taika Waititi, as yeah. I said, is pronounced correctly. But no, I'm, I also want to, oh, Loki. Loki's on my, on my shelf right now and I'm making sure he does not knock anything over. <laughs> hey, get down. Hold up. All right. <laughs> get down. Don't yell at me. Okay. <laughs> Not only that, we know that uh, Taika made the masterpiece that is Thor 3, Thor Ragnarok. Um, he made the masterpiece that is Jojo Rabbit. Yes. And he's just, he's just a funky dude, man. I, I like his comedy style a lot. Like, he really knows how to bring comedy into a series or a movie, and he really knows how to also like serious plot points into it i just i admire his writing his writing skills yeah he's good at satire he's good at um because you know what i think what was really refreshing about thor ragnarok sorry that i'm moving away from like our flag no you're good i'm just like i haven't watched it so i can't like add much except that like tumblr was having a field day with it um but I think what was refreshing about Thor Ragnarok, which let me preface this by saying Thor Ragnarok is not like one of my favorite MCU films. It's not even my favorite Thor film. The first Thor film is my favorite one. I know, unpopular opinion. But um, I think what was refreshing about Thor Ragnarok is that Taika was able to not have useless comedy, which I think is an issue with the MCU. I think a lot of the times the MCU like throws in jokes in there and like they're stupid and it's more to just like that's it 
it's more to distract from the like the seriousness and the levity of like a plot um <laughs> example um the vegetarian bit in shang chi on the airplane uh that will forever enrage me to my death <laughs> but thor ragnarok worked so well because he was able to use comedy in a way that it mattered it mattered to the yeah. plot it wasn't to oh, yeah. distract or lessen the themes of the story and he just he does that really well and yeah. that that shined even more in jojo rabbit and i'm sure it shined in the shows that in the show that you watched i but that's agree. i yeah. agree because i'm just it's not spoilers for our flag means death but it's an aspect that i realized that um there's just like this running gag that like for like the first two episodes that the whole crew like hates their captain they hate steed because the whole premise is that steed left his 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 whole life behind to be a pirate this is by the way steed bonnet is an actual pirate like he was an actual pirate Mm -hmm. he was known as the gentleman pirate and he behind oh did i cut out there he left everything behind his family his kids his whole aristocrat life to become a pirate and he would not kill people with swords he would kill people with kindness and even though the the people in the show take the piss out of that a lot it shows how much steed actually does care about his crew which again i think i've said this before but i am also a sucker for found family tropes <laughs> I just fell right in. I just oh oh. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. This show. I hope. I hope it gets renewed for a season two. I haven't heard anything about it, and I know people are like, corporates are so weird about renewing shows that have good presentation. So I'm just, I'm praying to every god I believe in. It's all that. in the numbers. <laughs> That's well, I'm saying. They they see the reaction to it. Tumblr's having a field day. Instagram's having a field day. I'm having a field day. Um, and there was no promo for that. I hadn't heard about it until I saw yeah. something on Tumblr about it. Me too. I haven't. I didn't hear anything about it until I saw something on Instagram about. It. And hey, I'm glad. I'm. I'm. I think I'm on my third rewatch right now the episodes they're like 30 minutes long oh okay there's There's how many 10 oh well it's like five hours okay um okay um (laughs) wait you're able to watch do you watch all of that like in one go well my first time was all in one go the second time was like I kept having sleepless nights, like I just couldn't sleep, so I just watched them until I fell asleep, and then I'd go back where I remember I stopped, and then I'd just go like that, and now I'm just like I can't stop thinking about it. So hey. here I am. I feel like that contradicts something you said about movies a couple weeks ago, but it's fine. What did it's I fine. say? About- 
movies. Well, you're just saying how like you have to pause movies because you can't watch them all the way through. Okay. I was actually thinking about this. Why to like binge watch shows? Like Mm -hmm. I can watch Law and Order all day. Like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I can watch Law and Order. But I can't sit down and watch like a hour and a half, two hour movie. And I think it's because I think it's because for every episode there's an arc. And that arc gets finished within twenty to thirty, sometimes forty minutes. But for a movie, I have to sit down and wait for for this arc to start and finish over the span of two hours. And I don't think I can do that. So I have to take breaks. Huh. I just think how it's how information is being broken down within each episode makes it easier for me to watch shows. I get it, but I don't get it. But... I guess, you know, keep on uh, doing... Evangeline, I'm literally Patrick Bateman, okay? I can do anything. (laughs) All right, all right. Also, I did did watch American Psycho all the way through yesterday. Good. Um, I feel like that's a movie you cannot stop. Like, it's just a train wreck, you know? Like, it's just like you can't stop watching it because you're like, what is he going to do next kind of thing. Well, okay. When I watched it, like, the first run, I was doing a project, so my mind was everywhere, and then I was at my friend's house. Oh, this goes into another point. I dyed my hair. I no longer have blue hair. I have pink hair. Wow. I went over to my friend's house to dye it, and we were watching American Psycho while we were doing it. And I just think about the the skincare scene a lot. The the intro, yeah, the morning routine. Where he's like, um, I, I use an aftershave lotion that has little alcohol because alcohol dries out your face. Yeah. And I also think about the, the scene or the sequence where he's, he killed someone and then he went to his office and he's calling his lawyer and he's like, I killed like 40 people. I don't know. Just... Christian Bale, like, if they had gotten anyone else in that role, that movie would have sucked. No. Okay, no, I agree. Because something about Christian Bale. He's just able to morph into these, like, insane characters. And it's bizarre. Also, the thing is that American Psycho has such a, like, following. I don't know if I would say cult following, but, like, it has... No, it has a cult following because it's definitely it's a cult movie because at the time that movie came out, I don't think it was very successful. No, I was about to say it has like a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And it's like from what I've like read, it's not hailed like as like the the best movie, but it has it's it's a classic movie like every movie buff knows American Psycho, not even movie buff, like anyone who knows movie. Knows American Psycho. Has watched yeah, it. it's mainly because of Bale's performance. Which, like, don't get I, me wrong, I think the filmmaking is, like, alright, but Christian Bale's performance is what takes the cake. And also Jared Leto was in that, which I think is really funny. And Willem Dafoe. I, yeah, yep. A detective. 
that was a surprise to me the first time I watched it. I wasn't expecting him. I don't know why I didn't look at the cast, but I was like, oh, there he is. Willem Dafoe? Why can't he just be Willem Friend? He was in he was in the Life Aquatic with Steve's Sisu. Sisu. Willem like Dafoe a... was Ryuk in the Death Note movie? <laughs> No, wait. Man, this guy, like, I don't mean, like, he takes any role in, like, a desperate sense. I just think he takes any role because he's, like, you know, I'm an actor, baby. Like, what? <laughs> like, Quill, like, sits on his couch and he's, like, oh, I guess. Yeah, he's, like, this looks interesting. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. No, where, what was I going to say? He played like the, he the played monster. The Finding Nemo. And Finding Nemo? He played the hot one. He's like a he's like a little Easter egg. No, he played he played the black and white fish with the scar. Oh he did! He did! He yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like who and then I saw the picture and I was like, oh, that dude, yeah. Obviously, he was in um, he was in Spider Man. Yeah, that's. Oh, I forgot that I have a copy of the Boondocks. Oh, oh yeah. Willem Dafoe. Willem the friend. Willem. Daddy Defoe. Daddy Defoe. I don't know why that took me so long to say. (laughs) That's right. I mean, in our defense, it is kind of (laughs) late. Yeah. Um, We have just talked about movies the entire time, which is fine. Which I also really, I really, 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 I just, just for a little longer, because I do want to like, maybe get to something else, even though most of our talking points are related to. I mean, it's funny because before we like, start recording we like have a catch-up session for the week that's what i and, call it yeah and it's probably stuff we should save yeah. but then we just don't <laughs> we just don't like we got on <laughs> the topic of like the moon night and we spent like a good like maybe 30 minutes talking about it and we're like hmm, maybe we can. <laughs> well honestly i don't feel like that bad about that because you haven't watched it so it's not like i could you could really there wouldn't like be that much of a back and forth but about like, it. So I'm taking your word for it when you say it's mid. Yeah, so. I thought it was mid. Um in I comparison to the other two. Cuz but also I keep hearing that the fourth episode is like what everyone like who worked on it is like excited for. So um, yeah. I don't want to say why cuz like that'll definitely spoil it for you. Um unless you already have seen why. I but I am kind of intrigued for episode four. I'm I'm probably going to watch what we do in the shadows, and then I'll probably watch that either tonight or tomorrow morning. I'll get back on you to you on that. But All right. That's, that's our that's our that's our Moon Knight segment segment for the week. That's our, that's our little Moon Knight segment. Um. What's next, d- baby? D- d- 
Doctor Strange oh, too. Wow. I saw some what? BTS footage. Um, uh-huh. And oh, oh, Sam Raimi, Return of the King, Return of the King. Um, ow. What? No, I don't think it's safe for work to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was zipping up my jacket and my nipple got caught in. Oh. oh, anyways. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Uh, um. That didn't, by the way, I was laughing at what she just said, but the mic just like didn't pick up any of it. So it was just really awkward silence. Um, <laughs> I just, I just was like, oh no, she, she's making it quiet so she can cut this out. <laughs> um, but Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, Return of the King, Sam God King Raimi, um, I saw like three seconds of behind the scenes footage of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I will I will say this so many times. A dolly zoom shot in my MCU movie. <laughs> in my MCU movie, like it's a good thing we're not on camera because I'm smiling like a psycho. I'm smiling like an American psycho because <laughs> You are literally Patrick Bateman. I am literally. You're literally Patrick Bateman. Because Sam Raimi just gets comic books. And what he gets even more so is comic books translated onto the big screen. And I, I shed a tear when he said and when he referenced a movie as in this picture. Like, how cute. How adorable. He said, oh, let me, let me look it up. Because I think, did Bailey post something? Loverboy Media, since, like, that sounds like I know him personally and I have his number. I don't. That sounded like I'm stalking him. I don't. Um, you have a parasocial relationship with this man. I wouldn't say a parasocial relationship. I just appreciate his knowledge on films. No, I know. Um, I'm I am I'm joshing with you. Oh, no, Don't I, say that again. <laughs> I am joshing with you. That's fuck my ass. My math teacher in freshman year who like quit because she couldn't handle the class said that one time and a kid in our class was like, "What did you just say?" and she's like, "Joshing with you." And he's like, "I don't know what that means." And I was like, "Oh, my name is Josh." <laughs> my- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, oh, where where is it? No, he he posted a quote from my boy Sam Raimi. While you're looking for that, let me voice my opinion on this. Um, on what? On multi. I I lean back when I said that. Oh, okay. Multiverse of Madness, because I got, I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. Why? Because I don't know. I, I just, I know that the same dude who made Loki is helping make it. Oh. But 
I hope that Sam Raimi, being the god king that he is, um, balances it out. I just... I hope they just handle the characters well. <laughs> that's all I... That's all I'm worrying about. Yeah, um... I don't know, like, at this point... Even if the story is, mm, I don't want to say bad. I don't think there's ever really been like a bad MCU movie. But in comparison to MCU movies, if it's bad in comparison, I don't think I'll care all that much if it's going to go back to like phase one roots of visual storytelling. Because I need to see what's going into the TV shows, get into the movies. Because I'm kind of sick and tired of gray coloring, um, lazy editing, stagnant, like, composition of shots and, like, framing of shots. Like, I'm really getting sick and tired of it in movies and in these types of movies. So, like, for me to get excited about a pretty, like, well-known type of shot a dolly zoom shot which is like it's just it's just it's it's a cool it's a very like interesting and unique type of shot like in an mcu movie like the bar was low but sam cleared it with flying colors kind of thing and i know that's like really harsh and i wouldn't say I wouldn't say that the movie, the Marvel movies recently have been like as bad as like I'm portraying portraying them to be, but like Sam Raimi's experience in filmmaking, I think is really going to blow those films out of the park. Like you're going to watch Doctor Strange and be like, what, what's going on with the other? Um, I we're gonna go see it. I completely forgot that we planned to go see it together. Yeah, I'm still gonna be here in New Mexico when it comes out, so I'm probably just gonna have to see it as in a very like unpopular movie theater with no one in it. But that's fine. Um, um Well, you can I I I'll still invite Diet Cody Co you want him to come yeah no yeah make it make it an event you know i'm excited also kind of like to delve into my you know gross mcu fanboy self um i'm i if if professor x really pops up in there with patrick stewart i'm i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry I it's, know. I just <laughs> like I can't express how much X-Men means to me and like to see it now as I'm older and be able to finally like see it on a big screen like I will cry. Like I cried when Toby Maguire came on because I never got the experience to see that to, to see his movies when they came out originally. So it's going to be even like worse in a good way. If it really does happen. I, I'm just, I'm 
thanks. I'm, I'm like, you know, not like that I have emotional attachment to character, at least not as much as you do. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm still excited for the same reason. Just like, uh, I don't know. And we're already like an hour. I didn't even, I didn't even know. Actually, I did know I can talk about movies for this long. I definitely um can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we're not on face cam, but look at my eyes right now. What is your uh-huh. major? What is your major again? It, it's yeah, I'm a, I'm a film student. Yeah, you're a film student, and you're surprised that you can talk about films. It's not that I'm surprised. I just like wasn't expecting to talk about it for the entire time. Uh. You're a film student who is with not a film student. You can talk about film. Well, I know, but like, that's. Hey, okay. <laughs> Jesus. My dumb cat, get down! Something I do want to mention, though, is yes. that Miss Brittany Jean Spears is pregnant. Is- I know that's I usually don't like I it's like it's so weird to get excited about these things because it's like you don't know these people but also just taking away my dedication to Britney Spears in this fandom not in a creepy way I just meant like she means a lot to me taking like that personal level out of it just to like to have been in like the free Britney movement since 2019 and see her go from, you know, someone who was pretty much like a slave to her family um, and literally like not being able to have children and for her to make like this just quirky Instagram post is like wild and i'm i'm very i'm very 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 happy for her i i am also very 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 happy because if i'm not too invested or too like into not into i don't i I don't keep up there we go i don't keep up with her as much but it seems like she's leading a very happy life after the conservatorship ended and I'm very happy for her. She is she's doing what she wants to do. And honestly, good for her. I hope that the baby comes healthy and I hope everything is well for her. Yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, we haven't been doing a lot of media sharing like overlays on here. So I just wanted to like take the opportunity to just like go through her Instagram post because I thought it was it was just like i don't know i just thought it was funny because a lot of celebrities make like this really big deal about it which yeah. is fine but hers was just like a stock photo of some tea and flowers and then her just mentioning it she's got in her post fetus. yeah so i'm going to to make sure that, because my internet is not good, I can't screen share. So, Sophia, if you want to pull up that Instagram post on your own, I'm going to share it with my 
equipment, but just so you can follow what? along. Hold up. I'll, I'll pull up her Instagram. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, let me pull this up. But, yeah, this is <laughs> this is what the the post looks like. There's no, like, photos of her. It's just this photo, a nice-looking photo of some coffee or tea and some flowers on the ground, on the table. I don't know. Yep. Um, she, she tagged the original photographer. Yeah. She Credit loves her credits. photo credits. But let's go through this because I always think, I mean, there's a whole podcast dedicated to Britney's Instagram. Like that's actually, that podcast is kind of the reason the movement blew up. It's called Britney's Gram, uh, which I surprisingly haven't listened to, but I've heard like sound bites of it. But I always think that Britney Spears' Instagram posts are incredibly, um, I think this is what we should be studying in English classes, if I'm being honest, like there is so much like rhetorical tools going on here that are just too much for the average literature teacher. We need to dissect it. Yeah. So let's dissect it. In <laughs> this is this episode is going to be so long. It's just film and then Britney Spears. <laughs> well, hold um, up, sugar timer. <laughs> We're at an hour right now, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Take it so, away. Yeah. All right, Britney Spears' pregnancy announcement post. I lost so much weight to go on my Maui trip, only to gain it back. The I don't know emoji three times. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I thought, geez, what happened to my stomach? My husband said, no, you're food pregnant, silly, with the ton out, googly eyed, whatever emoji face. Three exclamation points. Marks. So I got a pregnancy test, dot, 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 and uh, well, dot, 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 I am having a baby, baby emoji, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Just like four days later, I got a little more food pregnant, pregnant woman emoji, M three monkeys with the hands covering their eyes, three of those emojis. It's growing. Three exclamation marks. <laughs> if two are in there, dot, 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 I might just lose it. Scared emoji. Teeth, teeth, grinning teeth, emoji. teeth, teeth, grinny, scare, anxious emoji. One, two, three, four, five, six, six of those. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I obviously won't be going out as much due to the paps, paparazzi, in case any of you don't understand that, um, getting their money. Money emoji. Yeah, in gold. Um, their money shot of me. Camera emoji. Camera emoji. Yeah. <laughs> like they unfortunately already have. Dot, dot, dot. It's hard because when I was pregnant, I had perinatal depression. Dot, dot, dot. I have to say it is absolutely horrible. Sad emo. Yeah just to stop here like i think that's so bizarre like she just goes from like lmao like i'm pregnant to like something really serious which like she should totally talk about um considering that like the paparazzi completely like 
abused and exploited her when she was pregnant and after she had her kids. So like, go off, Brittany. Um, She did nothing wrong. She really did nothing wrong. I don't even mean that sarcastically. Um, Women didn't talk about it back then, dot, dot, dot. Some people considered it dangerous if a woman complained like that with the baby inside her, dot, dot, dot. But now women talk about it every day, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Thank Jesus we don't have to keep that pain a reserved proper secret. Uh, Hush emoji. (laughs) Smile emoji. I wouldn't say smiley. It's like anxious. Same anxious, gritty teeth emote. Yeah. Three of those, dot, dot, dot. This time I will be doing yoga, yoga emoji, every day, three exclamation marks, spreading lots of joy and love, two heart emoji, triple exclamation mark. Um, What a ride. Like, (laughs) the queen has spoken. That was a whole movie in a, that was Pieces of a Woman, which you probably haven't watched that movie, but it was like Oscar nominated a year ago. Um, that was pieces of a woman and one Instagram post. Oh, I, maybe I shouldn't compare that because the the baby died in that movie. Um, I just meant like, never mind, scratch that. That was such a bad comparison. I just <laughs> meant in the motherhood relation. Um, there's probably so many better analogies for this. Um, completely ignore what I just said. Um, but Paris Hilton has commented on this. Her assistant Vicky has commented on this. Um, oh, right. Breathe heavy. Uh, I Heart Radio. Jordan Miller. Yeah, and a lot of us were like very confused on if she was joking or not because she likes to mess with people. Um, but yeah, so she's going to have another kid and her merch congrats. Kind of good. Britney's merch? Yeah. In my Oh, her link in her bio. I just found an official merch store and I'm looking now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I <laughs> I honestly felt bad about buying merch just because like I knew that money was not going to her at the time like I was yeah buying it now I would buy it if it was like she released it kind of thing um this femme fatale jacket I'm vibing with it really hard (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) but yeah, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, totally. I unfortunately, a fanfic fanfic writer, and I completely forgot about that. Is um is um taking a little little break. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. As in. I don't have a fanfic prepared for this episode, so. And it would also be, like, way too much time, so. So, 
we I would like to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you've made it this far, we really appreciate yeah, it. We really do. And um well we'll see you next week. Oh wait. What? Something I forgot to mention last week, which I usually have done. Um check out Brickcord, the largest Britney Spears Discord server. Um just to promo that. I don't we don't get paid for that. I'm a mod on there, so I'm obviously like I'm not <laughs> it's <laughs> <Evangeline>, just like <laughs> Evangeline mods, therefore she has to. But um Well I don't have to, I just well, like I want to. Like it's a cool community. Anyways. Um if not for Evangeline for me. I'm not in the server by the way, but yeah. uh because I care about my friend, um go check it out. Yeah. Are we are we good? We're now? currently oh <laughs> still promo. Okay, um, we're currently having an album uh dvd mock-up contest for britney spears tours so like if that interests you if you're a graphic designer we would love to have you if you're a fan of britney as well obviously you would need to be a fan of britney to join the server else that would be really weird um <laughs> But yeah, we have contests, we have watch parties, we have listening parties, we have a lot of stuff. So join on in if you're a Britney fan, because it's really fun. And we do Nitro giveaways, if that entices you at all. Um, so yeah, join if you want. Uh, we have some of our socials linked down below, my Tumblr and Sophia's Instagram and oh i was like how what do you what do you mean it's my art instagram oh yeah i don't know, I don't know. it's her art instagram like, <laughs> how did you get my personal no <laughs> i completely forgot go follow i haven't posted in a bit but go follow my art instagram yeah and post my art on there hit me up on tumblr but don't be creepy because i'll block you you can't say hit me up on Tumblr. Creepy. You saying hitting up is equivalent to being creepy. Okay, well, message me on Tumblr in a very no. platonical, Slash safe for work way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that will bring us to the end of our episode. And we will see you next week. O officially. That is the end of the episode. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> bye. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.